Yeah. Third time's the charm. New podcast, new decade. Yes. You should watch The Colour Out of Space. My dear friend Matt has put together a spreadsheet of movies that some of us in our friend group have watched and some of us haven't. Complete with a nice... show each other. Exactly. And so that's what this new, new, new series is going to be about. We're going to just be watching movies together and then ticking that list one episode at a time. Watching movies that some but not all of us have seen yeah. and we think you should watch. Exactly. Like, I think this deserves an entry in your top 1,000 movies. I think it probably would yeah. get one. Yeah. So, Ben, tell us what we watched. Tell us what yeah. I forced you to experience. Well, Stuart's just said it. Oh, but we did. Yeah, we yeah. did watch. <laughs> we did watch The Colour Out of Space. So what did you think of The Colour Out of Space as the only person who hasn't seen The Colour Out of Space up to now? It was good. Yeah. Oh, fuck End off. End of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. The, see, this, it's shit like that is why we stopped with the Ben's 100 thing. Because, <laughs> like, everything 99 through to... Okay, it was... 11 were good movies. I'm air-quoting right now. It was, and you couldn't give us... Any other substance or information. So it, let's, let's start. It, was, okay, it so. was a good but flawed and depressing film. Fla- okay. God, you find every movie depressing. And you find every movie... Okay, I every mean, movie, by definition, everything has flaws in it. Okay, so Matt, you've been egging... You've wanted Ben to watch it for a long time. I have as well. I've, been, I've got my I've reasons. I've been wanting Ben but... to see this for a long time. Partly because I like weird-ass movies. Yeah. And also Lovecraft and etc., this movie has a lot of fucking references. <laughs> Every few minutes is a new reference. But mm. I wanted you to see this because I had a pretty incredible experience seeing this the first time. Mm. And we cut the recording, but I explained before. Um, <laughs> for me, this isn't a 10 out of 10 movie. It's a 10 out of 10 experience for like an 8 or 9 out of 10 movie that I know if there's like any objective way of looking at like movie quality, it's probably not amazing. <laughs> Which I think is fair. Yeah. I also think, can we just put the spoiler warning on this now? Because oh, I'm assuming we're just all gonna, of these are spoilers. Yeah, we're, we're, just going through through the we're going full spoiler. And also, okay. that, it's a pretty, the plot is pretty thin. There's there's a lot going on in terms of sci-fi. I mean, the and... premise of the movie is kind of the plot. Yeah. A meteorite hits and a family gets fucked up by some alien biology. Yeah, hilarity ensues. I would yes. like to <laughs> clarify, when I say a film is... And there is some hilarity. When yeah. I say a film is depressing, it's not because it has like sad moments in it. It's when all hope has been drained out of the film, and basically there's nothing left to fight for. Like I enjoy like in Banshees of Inner Sharon. Sort of. Um, <laughs> like I enjoy films most when characters like grow and learn something. Oh, they grow. Um, yeah, they, they grow some real... Not, not, not literally. Yeah. They grow in they ways... They grow on Nick Cage's not, face. Yeah, they not, grow in ways you don't like, but they grow. Not literally. There is growth. I, I, Let's tell the audience some of the plot of this I, movie. I would... Hang on. I, the set yes. I also like films about families. I don't know why, I, I just do. So when I see a film about a family who is horribly <laughs> murdered... Where Murdered. the fucking youngest son is merged into the mum and they spend half the film, like, moaning about the house. I mean, Nick Cage blows both their heads off, so... Well, yeah, but the, it starts a, with natural causes. It's a mercy killing. It's, yeah, still, but like it's they, still the family's still being killed. Yeah, I suppose, but, like, all the stuff happening to the family yeah. is, like, natural causes. Yes. Assuming aliens have nature. Yeah. Yeah. Which I assume they do. The general Colour- premise is a meteorite yeah. hits a small uh, farmer's farm. Yeah. <laughs> a small family farm in the middle of Massachusetts, and everything gets fucked up from there. Yeah. We open with Cinema Sins Ding narration, yeah. <laughs> which is ripped straight from the book. Yeah. Uh, which is why it feels really weird, because it doesn't. They've rewritten his character. Uh, basically, the protagonist of the movie is a hydrologist. They've rewritten his character to be a bit younger and more cool than he is in the book. <laughs> so the narration doesn't sound like much he would say. I think it's something he would say after the fact, after he's become tainted and man. tainted and world weary. Uh, you know, um, yes, Ben. Did you say the main character was the hydrologist. We disagree on this, but I think it's an ensemble cast, but I think he's one of the main, main characters. It's between him and the dad and the daughter. He's a very important character. He's definitely an important character. He's quite often the point of view character. Yeah. yeah. But he literally narrates the opening and you sort of come from his perspective coming in to be like, okay, this is this family. 
this is his daughter who does her witch magic. Yeah. I think what what Matt and Ben disagree on is the importance of this guy. He's he's it's his story. This is what he's written. If he were to write this down as a book, this would be the movie they'd like make the off what he wrote down. Holmes. Yeah. Watson isn't the main character, but they are both the main character. Yeah. It's an ensemble cast and everyone is kind of the protagonist, but he is the focus at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then it sort of moves to the family. Yeah. But he's in it throughout. Yeah, the hydrologist, he's young Sheldon, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's young Sheldon. And this is the movie they would make based on young Sh- old Sheldon's life after he won a Nobel Prize. and shoots Nick Cage. Bazinga! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, so, every time you shoot a llama's head or an alpaca's head. Yeah. So he's not the protagonist per se, he's but he kind of, of but he's pretty, yeah, like Matt say, he's pretty yeah. important and stuff. I think... But we start with him showing up in the middle of nowhere and happening upon a a teenage girl doing witch magic. Yes, which could be debatably be the inciting incident. Like I don't know how I don't know much about these directors. Interpretation. Yeah, obviously I'm pretty confident witchcraft or not, the events of the movie still would have transpired. But it's the old age old media trope of punishing people for their sins in the real world. I.e. people nowadays are more atheist are more atheists. They're more likely to look towards alternate methods than religion for help and guidance. In her case I don't it's know witchcraft. It's true about the nowadays part, but movies definitely punish it in the cabin in the woods. Th- that's what I meant. Scream movies like, In movies yeah. you people are punished for their sins. That's the it's the ultimate release of that. Mm. And in the her family case, is pretty sinful. Yeah. So yeah, the daughter. Weed. Yeah. So the daughter, especially, she is practicing witchcraft, the ungodliest thing you can do. So mm. the movie punishes her and her family. Um, she asks, she wishes for the cancer to be removed, and it and for her times three, and her fa- and for her to be released, and it does indeed ben come back on her face right now. Times three. Can you stop interrupting Sorry. me with your witty one-liners? You. I see your point where like. It's open to interpretation whether this is her fault or the inciting incident. I don't think the movie characterises her as doing anything wrong. No. Like, she is the most sympathetic to a character the movie is. Yeah, she's the closest thing to an actual protagonist. Yeah. She's (laughs) the sane one, she's the smart one, she's the, like, reasonable one, and she's the one who, like, understands most that everything is fucked up. She's the one that wants to but leave. But she's also a teenager with no power. But most and she's taking that power with magic. But so. most importantly, she's not the hydrologist. <laughs> she's she, not the hydrologist. She's also the funniest one in the blockbuster TV series that Netflix recently cancelled. Huh. <laughs> I haven't seen it. it. No one has. Is Apparently. that the one that's like with Amy from... Yeah, Amy Santiago and, yes. uh, and Asian Jim from The Office. That's right. <laughs> yes, Asian Jim from The Office. I don't know his real name. Yeah. I, I know... saw part of one episode and I was like, this is not good. Apparently, But she is, in fact, in it. And yeah. she's the funniest one. Hmm. So, good for her. Nice. But, yeah, so the movie starts with her, those two meeting. We're now one scene in. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> finding out that he's a hydrologist and she is a witch and he knows a little bit about witchcraft. Uh-huh. He knows two kinds of witchcraft, and she is very impressed. She knows enough. He knows enough that she would indeed sleep with him if the apocalypse weren't happening. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Very... He knows enough that he's in there. He's like, I'm gonna touch that tattooed foot at some point. He's gonna touch that hairy axe wound. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh. Beginning of this movie, I warned Ben that Stuart was gonna cringe really hard at one line, which he couldn't remember the line. Yeah, and it's like an hour in before the brother calls his own sister yeah. a hairy axe wound. Yeah. <laughs> the whole oh. way through, you were like, "Is this it? Yeah. Am I cringing at this?" Yeah. Let's oh. move on in the movie a bit. Yeah. We so- are introduced to the family. Yeah. All of them. Nick Cage as the loving but eccentric father who is fun and all of his Nick Cage weirdness is him being a fun dad. Yeah. Which then later on gets redirected into well Nick Cage weirdness menacing. Yeah. Or brackets menacing. Which I quite like as a thing in the movie. Yeah. But we're set up, the daughter is rebellious, the mother is business, the dad is crazy and the son is a sort of shitty stoner. He's a burnout. The younger son is just a little boy. He's a normal little boy. Yeah. He's a little Will Byers of a boy. 
Yeah, a little normal birthday boy. Just yeah. asking if you get kidnapped <laughs> by the by the demigorgon. Yeah, or turned into or a Stuart. horrible Lovecraftian monster. Yes, with his mum. Which would be appropriate because this is a Lovecraftian movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite often fall asleep listening to this, like the audiobook version. So like. The yeah. ringing endorsement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I only do it for things I quite like. Like, Neil Gaiman's Sandman, like, the audiobook, the fully voiced audiobook for that is amazing. But now that I've listened to it, like, enough times, I can kind of fall asleep to it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. everyone has that. Like, that show yeah, will... Like, my sister did that growing up with the Harry it. Potter books. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. The sad thing about the family is that they are... Yeah, they're a normal... They've got yeah. their points of contention, i.e. the alpacas. There's frictions. Yeah, every family has fractions, mm. but they are happy, generally. Yeah, they're, no they're one's... really nice to each other, mostly. Yeah. And yeah, okay, the sister, I say the sister, the daughter is eager to leave, but what mm. teenager isn't eager to leave? She doesn't even seem that eager to leave. Like, at the beginning, she seems fairly happy where she is, but she's like, this is all a bit pretentious and weird that we're living on a farm. Yeah. But she doesn't seem desperate to go until it's actually dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, it's... She's not unhappy. She'd prefer mm. to be anywhere else, but she wouldn't leave her family behind. Mm. You know, not in that, like uh, not unlike any other teenage girl. It's like, oh, I could, I want to be out of this place. I want to go to the city. I want to be the girl from Legally Blonde or something. Mm. Or I don't know, Ugly Betty. Ugly Betty. You know what? Ugly Betty is a better example. She is a fully realized career woman. Yeah, my notes have this down as a nice, normal, non-murdery family. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> With some really good foreshadowing, i.e. the alpacas being a point of contention and kind of the source of most of the problems. Not many before the asteroid hits. Well, they uh, kind of set up the relationship where the dad is the one who's sort of invested in the farm. The mum is invested in her work and yeah. everyone's like, you two do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we meet the family. We've set up that the mum has recently had cancer. Yeah. Which is going to be a recurring theme, mm. is that all the horror in this is very cancery. Yeah. Which is interesting. I remember the second time I watched this movie with you, Matt, and you said, well, she wishes away the cancer at the beginning of the movie, but then cancer isn't really in it at, like, at all. It's not really a contributing factor. Mm. But I'm like, but that's kind of... It's what the bad guy does. Yeah. It's a... It, it's same as Annihilation. It just takes all organic matter and swirls it. And... Mm. Uh, which ends up being cancer, basically. Exactly. Yeah, like people have their skin melted off and like radiation burns and shit, but also like it's pretty cancery looking all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we get treated to quite a nice scene of uh, Nick Cage asking to fuck his wife, but also being very reassuring about all the like mastectomy. You know, she she's like, you know, if I had my legs cut off, would you still love me? In that way that girlfriends are like, would you still love me if I was a worm? And obviously it's those scenes, we're not really there for those scenes, they keep it brief enough that we're not mm. like, it's, it, this movie's. it's not the family stone, mm. I'm not watching the clock waiting for Sarah Jessica Parker to go insane, but mm. it, it keeps it... At this point tension is building and we're yeah. following all the different members of the family. So the meteor is about to hit, the mum and dad are trying to fuck and she is feeling insecure about her body. The yeah. son is playing Universe Simulator. Yeah. The daughter is kind of just sleeping on her bed. With loads of food. Loads of food and books. Very messy bed. Rebellious daughter. Mm. And the younger son is looking around being like, what the fuck is going on? Because yeah. he is the only one paying any attention. Yeah. And then the meteorite right. hits. And then it all goes to hell. Yes. One of the things you're immediately shown is that the meteorite fucks with people's heads. Yeah. So the parents aren't looking at it. They're concentrating on something else. They get sort of shaken awake by the bang. The son, who is watching his computer screen, uh, it gets established, if you're looking at screens with the meteorite around, you get hypnotised by the colours. Yeah. So he starts drooling on his shirt disgustingly. Yeah. Like, it's a big blob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the daughter's not really awake, so he's not paying attention. And the, the youngest son is looking directly out the window at it, and he goes, like, catatonic. Yeah. So they have to like treat him when they find out what happens. Yeah. And that's when things start getting worse. On repeat viewings, that's when you really notice the virus around the entire land. You mm. see the trees that are just grey and dead. With It's subtle, but purple yeah. and blue leaves sort of growing up. From I, mean, I don't think it's very subtle. It's just like little bits at a time and it grows over the movie. Thing is, Because like I noticed these things the first time, but I didn't notice all of them. I was like, yeah. oh, there's pink flowers. Yeah. And on this rewatching, I was like, 
even some of the like little bushes in the distance have like a grey bit and the purple at the bottom. That's, it. that's what I mean. Like you notice the pink flowers and you notice the obvious stuff. You don't notice how clever it's, the set has been designed. Yeah, how they're doing it to everything a little bit. Yeah. Where the first time you just notice the big purple vines and the pink flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess on the, on the first time you're watching, you're not really going to be looking at the background. You're going to be looking at mm. where the attention is being drawn to. Yes. And the attention is very much being drawn to the well. Yeah, HG yeah. well. <laughs> yes, the HG well. The yeah. HG You really wanted to well. sell that joke, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> you no, like three times. I guess the son sort of talks about how he looks in and he sees stars from the very beginning. So maybe it was there the whole time. Yeah, buried at some underneath. point the dad told the son, if you look hard enough down the well, you'll see stars. Yeah. Which might have just been a joke about if you look at it long enough, it'll be nighttime. Yeah. And you'll see the reflection or something. And, I don't know. And stories and mythology and mm. just, uh, um, man in the well, you look in, you make a wish. It's the source, to, it's basically the entry point to the other world of potentially. What Maybe I think of the well, Ben. I thought it was very H and very G. <laughs> I'm still going. Nikki's <laughs> still going. I'm yeah. here all night. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fine. So the boy says there's a man down the well. There's a man Which, in the so well. So it's like the consciousness or something. It, it seems to be the source of the whistling. Like when the boy whistles to it, it starts whistling back. Whenever yeah. there, whenever that whistle is brought up, that well, it's the source of everything that's going wrong. Yeah. Whatever The meteorite entity... hits and it's gone into the groundwater and yeah. the well is the excess. Oh, groundwater... This was said out loud. Yeah, I know. I'm really dumb. I'm really dumb. Oh, no, but obviously you keep water in the damn well. So, yeah, okay. Well, the well is the access to the groundwater. So, yeah. so part of why the dad gets the worst of it is he's the one who's sort of drinking the water the most, where the daughter is always a bit sceptical. Yeah. yeah, she's drinking her chemical liquids, like <laughs> McDonald's and stuff that they're making a big deal out of. And the mum's drinking her wine and the son's... Whereas he is getting them whiskey with extra ice cubes. Yeah, purple ice cubes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Taking showers so, in it. I was, yeah, I was trying to be clever. I was trying to think, oh, what's the real... No, it's just, that is the groundwater. That's what's been infected. The You know, that's the big bit. I'm yeah. an idiot. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> like the hydrologist who studies water is like, yep, there's something in the water at one point. I mean, I knew there was something in the water, but I thought it was... I thought. I didn't think anything of it per se. Mm. I was thinking of it like annihilation. It's yeah. everything is being It's fucked. in the everything, yeah. Yeah, not just the water. I mean, to be fair, they actually also say that, like the hippie who lives on their land, which I quite like as a part of the premise of the movie. Yeah. Uh, just they have that guy who lives there, his old, old electrician. Yeah. Like literally says, it's in the water, it's in the ether, it's in the radio waves, it's in the fucking pollen. Yeah. 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 The thing is, okay... You're gonna you're gonna kill me, Matt. But it's this, I'm gonna beat you to death. Yeah, this movie is as far as its world building is concerned. This is a very lived in world. This is a fully recognized family with a history. They've got relationships. They've, they've got, got a granddad. They've got granddads. They've got friends. They've got you know extended family that we don't see, but they talk about it. It is the exact opposite of a movie we saw recently. <laughs> Oh, called 65. I don't want to talk about 65. I just want to say, it's, in terms, as far as oh, world building is concerned. Yeah, I'll dunk on 65. Oh, it was so bad. It, it was, was really bad. You know, for, really, for really being bad. the next Doctor Who, Adam Driver was not great. I heard it first. No, one, no one's going to understand this. As, a, as no. a tangent, he was doing what he could with the dog shit he was being fed. Yes. Okay, but the point I'm making is that that movie had zero world building. It was relying on, hey, look, dinosaurs quotation marks <laughs> you keep adding quotation marks but they're very recognisable okay dinosaurs. fine and there's, there's and no world building of his planet though whereas an alien... this movie all those reasons I just explained it has history it has backstory it doesn't just have family on farm oh we moved here in the spring oh no an asteroid <laughs> and then they get eaten that's what I mean there's lots of things going on like there's a reason that the mum is kept in the attic at the beginning bit she her and her business world doesn't belong on Nick Cage's farm so it's kept mm. in the attic with a big triangle this is the poison room mm. I feel like you've tried to make that point about keeping things in the attic before and that's the best you've made that point so far yeah. where her world doesn't belong with the farm stuff yeah because I didn't get what you meant when you said it earlier but that makes sense now where yeah. she's sort of hidden in the attic because she's not farming basically yeah 
Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. One uh, thing I did want to mention, I love the interview, uh, the TV interview scene. <laughs> so after the meteorite hits, uh, the next yeah. day, the mayor shows up and the hydrologists show up and basically tell him, you know, meteors shouldn't be much more dangerous than normal rocks. The day after that, uh, a TV crew shows up. The rock has mysteriously disappeared after being hit by lightning 60 times. Uh, <laughs> I assume um, the rock disperses. It's not um, really explained. It's sort of implied it gets sort of fucked up by the lightning and that sort of spreads everywhere. But there's a massive hole in the ground. Yeah. In the book, part of the plot is that some scientists actually take some of the meteorite away and they find it has extremely weird properties. So they basically, it's kind of like kryptonite or something. They can't seem to like cut it, burn it, or melt it, even in the strongest acids. But slowly it's just sort of gradually sublimating and disappearing, whatever they do, and they can't keep any. Hmm. Like if you cut a bit off, it gradually just disperses into gas. Right. And that's part of the plot of the book where like that's in the narration. Yeah. Whereas in this, it uh, gets hit by lightning 60 times. <laughs> so by the time the TV crew shows up, who have heard a meteorite hit in their town... Uh, it is gone, and Nick Cage uh, is being interviewed, and they think he's crazy. He keeps scratching his head. He keeps answering questions really stupidly. And the little lower thirds Chiron's thing at the bottom keep updating his label. So he's like, UFO seer or something. Yeah. And then as he talks, they're like, so were you sober at the time? And he was like, I like some bourbon, and it updates to bourbon connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also that it's sort of a big glowing explanation of why this story would easily be dismissed. Mad family goes insane, and yeah, look at these hillbillies out in the woods. That's what he look at these hillbillies out in the woods. They've told us a meteorite hit, but there's no meteorite, right. there's just a hole in the ground. He's a drunk, and this guy and is like scratching yeah. his head, talking about how he likes yeah. bourbon. Yeah, and so yeah. this guy's a drunk or something. They're clearly not smart when really they're all from the get go, they're all getting messed with by. Mm. And the also, entity. most people aren't prepared to do a TV interview at no notice. No, yeah. But, I do like the family bonding moment. Yeah. So the next scene is him, is everyone watching this interview. He is getting angry at the TV while all of his kids laugh at him because the Chirons are updating to say fucking whiskey canister. Yeah. His wife is in the kitchen making dinner. Yeah. Cutting, frantically cutting up carrots while he is asking her to like come in because he's annoyed, sends his son to go get her and she cuts the tips of two of her fingers off. That is my least favourite part of the movie. For it the dumbest reason. Stuff. No, no, no. It, for the dumbest reason, right? What she reason? she cuts her fingers off. She holds her fingers up in that horror movie scene and says, dinner's ready. And I'm like, yeah, is she's... dinner ready? Is it? That's the last part <laughs> of your cooking. You have to cut those carrots up and now dinner's ready. What were you making? Like, what was clearly, she making? She's clearly out of her fucking mind as she's doing that. She's like not aware of what's going on. I, I feel like it was just a bit... This is me being a huge punce about this, but I feel like there was a bit too horror movie tropey. It was very horror movie where someone does something <laughs> horrifying and then says something normal in a weird voice. Yeah. Again. That's the most normal horror movie this movie gets. That's the lowest point of a movie for me. It's still 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I nitpick that scene even more? Yeah, go ahead. The thing that bugs me is even dumber than that. Okay. It's the I fact that dumber in a circle. No, she cuts her fingers off on an angle rather than like the nooks and the fingers which is meant to be like the weakest point. So you've just cut through like bone. But then, like like yeah. it's nothing. Why have you done it on an angle? I mean she was chopping carrots. Like yeah. if you're chopping carrots, that's about as apparently someone told me this when I first watched the movie. Uh, or first on ballot, like chopping a thick carrot is about as hard as it is to cut through a finger with a sharp knife. Yeah. So she could have done that. And that film took it literally. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So we're like, well, she's going to cut through her only fingers on an angle like butter. Yeah. I mean, it's... it wasn't like butter. You hear a pretty loud sound as it chops. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't know how true this actually is, but fingers aren't exactly strong bones. And so I've, I've, there is that rumor. I, I'm not going to research this right now because I don't care. But yeah. apparently fingers have got about the same strength as carrots. Yeah. Like we could, if it didn't hurt so much, we could just bite them off. I have heard that. I mean, Smeagol does it. Uh, but Smeagol is a... Gollum is, a, is Gollum and yeah, he's, he's like nuts. Was Gollum a hobbit or was he a... He, 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 he was, was a hobbit. He, he was right? a hobbit. That's yeah, a big part hobbit. of it. That's yeah. why he's resistant to the ring. Mm. At, and that's why he doesn't die from it, basically. Well, he doesn't get as fucked up as the humans do. Yeah, considering that Gollum is a minor case, 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, only 500 years. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Gandalf says it perfectly in the book. It's not immortality. It's just continued existence. Yeah. Like, ooh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, they... <sighs> Uh, the parents go off to the hospital. Yep. They leave the kids. Uh, yep. They leave the boy in charge, which upsets the girl. Yep. Um, family stuff. It's banter. It's great. It's family yeah. stuff. She is yeah. clearly like actually annoyed. Yeah. That he's like, boy, you're man of the house, and she's like, well, Dick thinks. Well, it's yeah. Because he's a pothead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's clearly more responsible than he is. Yeah. I but mean, that... neither of them really needs to be in charge. Between yeah. them, they can put the alpacas away. Yeah. They're all realistically flawed people. The mum talking earlier about dressing provocatively, the son being a burnout, and Nick Cage kind of being a chauvinist, Very but not really. Very normal teenager and parent stuff. Yeah. That's not too crazy or antagonistic. The daughter's not some self-harming emo. She's just a bit of a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Which I quite respected the movie for having. Yeah. Like, just someone who's into that stuff without being fucked up. This movie's not the craft. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> It's not the craft. Yeah. But we go from there. The daughter tries to wash up the knife, which stresses her out and makes her sick. Although it's also, I think, the radiation and stuff is making her sick. But she... The camera shows us the clock. It's 25 past. Mm -hmm. And then she basically freezes in place and goes kind of catatonic for like... I think it was about 20 minutes, was it? Yeah. 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 The sink is overflowing and she walks out the room to go be sick in the toilet, sticking her face fully into the liquid. Just... We had a conversation about this. And so, uh, audience, uh, leave your comments. How do you vomit into the toilet? Do you put your whole head inside or do you try and hold it above? And where do you put your hands? Do you put your hands on the bowl of the toilet or do you put them on the floor? Or your knees. Or your knees. It depends on how she bad really you've got to vomit. Wrong. Yeah. She's like touching up the toilet, sticking her face right in, and then pulls her hair head out. out. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no part and of her head. Obviously, she's feeling sick and not with it, but like, yeah. <laughs> it does make it a bit disgusting. I will say, yeah. despite how bad I felt, like while vomiting, I am more of a standard. I don't. Oh no, I'm, I'm always, whenever I need to vomit into the toilet, I'm always a. I'm always on my knees. Need to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, you know how to hold your bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as a bourbon. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I don't think any of us in our lives have drank bourbon specifically. Um, We've drank brown liquids. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, like, probably. Jack Daniels is a bourbon, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I think so. In my mind, bourbon kind of just means American whiskey, but in America, it's more specific. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's foul. Alcohol drinkers are always super snobby about this. I much in the way of strong whiskey. Yeah. I drink, like, blended cheap yeah. whiskey. Yeah. Like Bells or yeah. something. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, we Sorry. establish at this point that people go a bit catatonic and they lose time. Yeah. So the brother, she goes into her brother's room and sees the screen and realises what screens do to you mm. when you're around the meteorite. And her brother comes in going, what are you doing in my room? And explains that he got lost outside. Yeah. And also lost time. So they yeah. were both doing that together. Yeah. And they explain that potentially... Then we go back to the well. Let me finish. Uh, the, yeah, the idea that maybe the well itself is... There's a black hole in the well or something. It's bending time. It's not just bending matter. Um, and that's how they're losing time. Because the portal opens at the end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, while they're nursing the mother, the boy says that explicitly, doesn't he? He's yeah. Like, it bends time around it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then at the very, very end of the movie and stuff, we'll come, we'll rewind back, but it does open up a portal and is the triggering event that drives everything to yeah. fall in the on itself. The ending isn't particularly explained, but the thing seemingly destroys itself. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back to this, but I could see... YouTube armchair critics really hating this movie for a lack of explanation. Mm. Which, Which is stupid. Going back to like the movie Annihilation. Yeah. I'm glad it doesn't explain itself. No. Yeah. People miss the point and shit on that movie relentlessly because they're idiots. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. yeah. That's I right. like it about this one too. I still like weird sci-fi. Yeah. Because in my mind, weirdness sort of translates to a kind of realism. Movies and stories don't, shouldn't have to explain everything about themselves. There should be some mysteries and some things that can be left to interpretation. Obviously not mystery for mystery's sake. Like, okay, top of my head example, Joker, in Joker, him maybe or maybe not murdering that woman. 
The movie doesn't tell us at all, and there's no indi- indication. Near the very it, end, where he's yeah. being interviewed, and he's like, "Oh, you wouldn't get it." And no, 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 no. Him walking outside. No, before that. When Joker is before. in the apartment and he goes into his supposed girlfriend's oh, you apartment, mean his imaginary girlfriend. Yeah. Did and he murder her on the way out? Yeah, he points his gun. He See, points I his head. That was clear at, I thought that was a clear. I thought. I thought that was just ambiguous for ambiguous sake. People were saying, "Well, clearly he murdered her. Look how dramatic the music's being." But it's like, well, there's no indication. There's no blood on his hands. There's no anything. But you don't see her again. And so, so maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But at that point, what does it matter if he did or didn't? It's ambiguous for ambiguous's sake. Yeah, and like, it doesn't affect. It, it, like annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> ben, get in the HG well. <laughs> oh. oh, see, I'm I'm completely the opposite opinion. I know you phrase. love Joker with all your heart. I love Joker. I yeah. like lukewarm on annihilation. Oh, I'd like to stress, I love Joker, and I'm also lukewarm on, on annihilation. But I am. Um, I like Joker. Thought it was pretty good. Love annihilation. Well, you get what I, you fucking deserve. I thought that, like, <laughs> Annihilation was a competent action film, but the minute they start going into the deeper meaning shit is when it lost me. There is no need to have deeper meaning in a film where Natalie Portman blows the head off a shark alligator. Oh, no! The shark alligator's <sighs> awesome. Yeah, yes. it's yeah. awesome, but, like, in a but also, like, action-y way. what's happening to the people who are trying to deal with it yeah. is most of the movie yeah it's, it's, the yeah, shark it's alligator like, like it's all like the realisation of like why she's in there yeah because she like cheated on her fucking husband yeah and he's gone in there and she needs to go and like basically apologise and do things without before she loses him yeah and things like that is yeah. quite important yeah speaking of that shark alligator going back to the colour of outer space. We are now in the final hour or maybe the final 45 minutes. We're about halfway through the Yeah, that's when everything shit hits the fan. Hmm. The alpacas... Continually... Shit is sort of being trickled onto the fan. Okay, but this is when... sprayed shit all over That's when someone actually steps on the fan control and the fan is set to high speed and shit is flying everywhere. The alpacas have merged into an abomination... Uh, the daughter is mutilating herself in a desperate attempt to try and save her family. She's trying to use magic again to get back out of that mess that she yeah. probably didn't get yeah. into. Which, again, yeah, it, it, no, of course she didn't cause it, but it's like, I could see people like, I could see people saying, oh, it's all her fault if she hadn't <laughs> let the devil in. <laughs> see, I have actually heard happened. this from anyone, and I've looked up like threads about this movie. I don't yeah. think, I don't really think that many Christians that heavy Christians that would actually have this opinion. I mean it's not a hugely <laughs> popular well seen movie. Like we yeah. saw it in the Prince Charles or King James or whatever. King cinema. Charles. King Charles cinema. Oh, no, it was Prince Charles at the time, sorry. Something like that. Yeah. We saw it in the Leicester Square indie movie cinema Yeah. people go and watch like interactive screenings of the room yeah. just before COVID happened. So it was like the last movie we saw before COVID. Yeah, before the dark times. Yes, and Ben didn't come, so he didn't see a movie for three yeah. years. And he didn't get any Chinese food either. Mm. That was a good Chinese, Chinese food. Not. It was that night, yeah. Mm. It was pretty much the last good night before everything went to hell on planet Earth. Yeah, it was a very good night. Mm. If For anyone in the audience who actually wants to know whether they should watch this movie... Go to a screening of this movie with like a hundred people. Yeah. If you're in a movie society, get everyone to watch it. Yeah, because it's also kind watch of it it's, together so it's, all it's go, not a popcorn shit. movie. I don't think I saw it advertised anywhere in like Odeons or Booze. Yeah, it was barely released in the UK. Yeah. 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 But uh, it's good. It's a great like cult movie. Yeah. And next, we're probably watching Mandy. Yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> but okay, rewinding a little bit. That's when. Everything gets worse, mm. and the, the everything that's happening, the color out of space starts to go even more wrong. And stuff. The daughter is using witchcraft to try and save her family. The alpacas have mm. become an abomination. Tensions and, are rising think, among the family, family ever since the parents returned from hospital yeah. and realized that the alpacas have escaped. And their baby son is like wandering around outside at night. Yeah, and yeah. the mother and the son get merged in probably one of the most horrific scenes for me because it's like oh they get space lasered and sort of tumored into each other yeah 
where he starts getting absorbed into his mother, but he's on her back, so they have to lay on their side, right. and they sort of leave them on the sofa yeah. in the living room. Can't get the car started, can't yeah. leave. And Ben said it best. It made them, the aliens basically gave her cancer again. Hmm. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, didn't you? No. Oh. No. Yeah, I remember who said that. But yeah, like, I swear it was Cancer you. comes back up. Yeah, no. basically. She gets given cancer to the point that her hair is falling out again. Yes. And... There's a lot of very specifically cancer-looking stuff going on. Yeah. Like the hair falling out and... I mean, not really the reacting to sunlight. That was just a bit... That was, that was just, just a... a that, that was a nice reason to stick her in the attic where the yeah. things that we don't like go. Yes, the things that aren't natural farming and... With its triangular window and yes. everything. Like, uh, Have you read so much into that triangle? I'll be honest, if the, triangular, like... if the triangle symbol wasn't all over the place at the yeah. very beginning, i.e. on the back of the daughter's head because of yeah, the witchiness... Yeah, it really follows that triangle yeah. on her head. Yeah, at the beginning at least. And then, boom, attic window, it's a big triangle. This is the poison room. Um, yeah, or this is like the kind of just witchy place. I this guess. is the bad room, basically. They stick the mum and the son up there, or yeah. what they've become. Then it's just full pace into the finale. Nick Cage starts, basically becomes his father. It's not full pace, there's quite a lot more going on. There's a lot going Actually, on. Actually, we should talk about the father thing. Yeah. Because we haven't mentioned it yet. But there's a scene at the beginning where Nick is talking about... We've just been calling him Nick Cage this whole time. He has a name, but no one cares it's Nick Cage. He's Nick Cage, he cares. <laughs> but he talks about how he doesn't want to be his father, and his father was kind of a dick. Yeah. And we realise him doing his crazy Nick Cage voice is the same voice he does for his dad. Yeah, that one was noticed by Ben. That, that yeah. was me. That I'll was take the credit for that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's a, a good. That's a nice. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. I've seen this. You, you, I, I should, should also post that on Reddit. You should post that on movie details. I, I, uh, <laughs> I did also like notice uh, when the dog runs off. Um, yes. Like that's when the whole family dynamic goes to shit. Um, and I said it. It's kind of cool because dogs in general try to latch on to one person in particular. Like they can love the whole family, but they have their favorite person. They tend to hang out with one. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's interesting that the dog in this spends an equal amount of time with each of the family members. Like, he's not anyone's dog, he's just the family dog. He's the family's mm. dog, so yeah, he so goes the family breaks down. Exactly, he sort of symbolises the family dynamic. When he runs off into the big purple Cronenberg uh, monster, then... <laughs> that's I mean, we've established this is not a Cronenberg monster, it's a Lovecraftian monster. <laughs> mm. Lovecraftian <laughs> horror, Rick. <laughs> we sure, oh, we sure, boy, we sure did Lovecraft the world up, Rick. Oh. <laughs> Lovecraft. <laughs> it doesn't really roll of the tongue, does it? <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when the whole family dynamic goes to shit, basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, that is quite a cool detail because they end up. No one knows where the dog has gone, but they're all pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. And they're not reacting correctly to it. There's arguments. The tensions in the family are rising, as we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, they accidentally let slip that the dog is probably dead in front of the boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, what was I saying about the Nick Cage has a relationship issue with his father yeah. and he sort of starts becoming a shitty dad to the kids yeah. because he's going mad. Yeah. And there are some incredible scenes and him saying weird shit. Like, they are alpacas. We start wrapping up towards the, the end. The protagonist of the film, yeah. the hydrologist, <laughs> clearly the, the main the character, who we've not seen in 40 minutes, <laughs> is on his way back with the sheriff after finding a Cronenberg, Lovecraftian Cronenberg, with the dog inside it, and he realises, oh my god, the family are in danger. Um, and so he, he hurries back with the sheriff, and they start investigating. Well, on the way there, they see that the horse has escaped. Comet. Lavinia's horse. Lavinia's they horse try and use to escape, but his eyes have gone purple, and he's freaked out, broken his broken Lavinia's grip, and run towards town. Yeah. And they see it on the way, they turn on the fucking blues Blue and twos, yeah. and burst in to find <clears throat> everything is fucked up. Yeah. So at this point, Nick Cage has gone, now feed your mother, and thrown his daughter into the attic yeah. with her mum and brother. The son has... Uh, climbed down the well looking for the dog because the thing has learned dog sounds to trick him. Um, and Nick is sitting watching TV yeah. with Bourbon getting hypnotised by the colours and just getting worse and worse. Yeah. Bringing back to that the thing has learned how to make dog sound, it does imply that it's not just mindlessly doing what it's doing. It, it, there is 
an antagonistic force at play. Yeah. And that is smart enough to try and keep the characters where they are. It's a malign force. Yeah. Like, it's trying to keep where they are. It's trying to, like, stop them fucking around with what it's doing and killing its alpacas, and it's trying to absorb them too. Yeah, and it didn't try and get the horse until they were about to leave on it. It didn't start making dog sounds until they were about to just walk out of there. Uh, all kinds of things. I mean, I think the horse was being erratic because it was also scared and confused and fucked up. I would agree, but especially so yeah. at that moment. It, but anyway, the hydrologist shows up at the house, yes. knocks on the door. He doesn't have a gun, but the police officer has a shotgun. Mm. Uh, and they are questioning Nick Cage as to where is everyone. He they're says right they're here. sitting here in front of us. They're right here. In an empty room. Apart from Benny, he's in the well now. Yeah, he lives in the well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which he hasn't actually been told. I think that's just him knowing from the alien. Yeah. yeah. But they then hear screams from upstairs where Lavinia is being menaced but not really actually hurt by the mum. Yeah. And started crawling around on weird limbs. I guess yeah. it. the mum wants to assimilate the daughter as well. Maybe. Mm, I think she's just confused and again Angry. mentally strange yeah, yeah. but also being turned into something that can move again like she can start throwing her limbs around probably stopped feeling so much pain stop being able to just crawl and stuff yeah and the daughter just doesn't know what to do yeah so they break down the door which yep. Nick Cage locks her in with a padlock yeah and decide to but then don't shoot the mother I'll be before honest before Nick Cage okay. bursts in and does it himself okay You've just seen a Cronenberg. Mm. Your first... As far as... There was amalgamations before, but this is an actual Rick and Morty Cronenberg. Yes. You would not... There, have been, there are two times keep in this your movie cool. where someone decides not to shoot the Cronenberg. Mm. Yeah. So Nick Cage, the first time, is about to shoot her uh, in a very iconic line, I'm going to deal with it, and the daughter's like, like you dealt with the alpacas. The entire audience in the Prince Charles Theatre just... Yeah, lost our sh- lost our shit because it was just so inappropriately <laughs> no, funny. It. Like you handled the alpacas. Yeah, but they it was so inappropriately funny. Yeah, it, like, there's a lot of very dark comedy in this, and most of it comes from Nick Cage's performance. Yeah, and people responding to him. Yeah, but yeah, so the hydrologist and the police officer don't shoot her. Nick Cage bursts in and mercy kills the mother and the son in a pretty distressing scene. Uh, they then go. Outside. Yes, they then go outside, I think. They mm-hmm. see the colour, and Nick Cage is mercy killed by the police officer. No, no, no. no Nick Cage it. was Nick about Cage... to kill the hydrologist. They go outside, no, no, they he's, he's going to shoot the fucking... He was trying to shoot the colour, is what I thought. I thought he was trying to shoot the uh, hydrologist. No, because yeah, yeah. you get an angle of, like, he the shotgun... He pulls up a gun. They don't show who it's shooting at. I thought he was going to shoot the hydrologist, and then the police officer no, shoots him yeah, I, But I remember there was a shot looking down the sights of the shotgun, and he's aiming at the I colour. I don't remember that shot. We need the, to check. The like, hydrologist is here, the gun is pointed that way, and the colour's like... Either way, he's about to fire a gun right next to some dude's head. Yes. Yeah. And the police officer responds by shooting him in the back. He dies. I didn't think he died. Uh, later on, uh, the hydrologist is like, You're dead! Because he just comes back to life he, to menace him some I more. I think he was dead. He was yeah. supposed to be. But the hydrologist and the police officer go and visit the... Hippie. The hippie. Go visit the hippie. Yeah, Ezra. Who has recorded... For some reason. Well, he's recorded his explanation of what's going on, and he's kind of just died in the chair. While they're in there, his head collapses in on itself in purple magic, and they leave. Yeah. Uh, and one of them gets, uh, the police officer gets yoinked by a tree. <laughs> so yeah. It's, okay, talking, I'm back to the hippie. This is the bit where it gets I'm starting to wonder if that was an actual recording or if the hippie's mind had been displaced so thinking, like, and was playing over the recording the same way the entity is playing on the TV. Yes, ma'am. I have an answer and I think. My theory is it's a recording. He recorded that before he died because he clearly had a pretty good idea what was going on. He was figuring it all out as it was happening. That dramatically. And he says, you know, no one will believe me unless I got it on this 60-year-old tape recorder. Oh. So that's playing when he's there. I think it's that. But now that you've mentioned it, the sort of empty child mind projecting to a tape recorder thing. Yeah. Is a cool idea. I still think it's just a recording because you can see the tape spindling. Yeah. It's just... (laughs) I don't know. The way he sat in the chair, I don't know if he's quite dead, is the thing. He's definitely dying. Like, then his that's... skull collapses. Like, his eyes are glowing. 
which obviously yeah. is the alien and not him. But he look his skin looks pretty dead. Yeah. Ben is yawning. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not boring. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. But yeah, we'll get him a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So they head outside. Yeah. The police officer gets yoinked by a tree in the silliest kind of tone-ruining bits of the movie. Yeah. But it gets rid of that character and it gives the hydrologist the shotgun and he returns to find the daughter standing by the well, uh, basically going through an anime transformation where there's glowing lights and colours and she's in a Jesus pose. And we do get a brief shot of the alien world. Yes. We get a very cool fractal arty thing um, and a view of their alien world which is covered in tentacles and not plants and stuff. Yeah. Really I, cool. I will say that while I agree that it is tone like killing. Okay, we're going back. It's not as tone killing as the scene in 65, the worst, <laughs> film, <laughs> the, the worst film of all time. Um, there, where I think every scene ruined the tone Adam, of that movie. Adam Driver and the little girl are like surrounded by dinosaurs and mysteries and be, could be killed at any moment, yet he takes the time to play about with flowers in his hair and also some shit that he found uh, on the I ground. I fault that movie for a lot of things. I don't think him trying to be lighthearted to a child, even though yeah, he's he a Yeah, he actually refuses a couple of times. She's like, like, let me put this flower in your hair. Yeah. Like, no, no. Like him, the next scene, you realise he's let it happen. Him trying yeah. to be fatherly was like not a detractor for me. Yeah. I think the worst thing I can say about 65 is that if you replaced Adam Driver with Adam Sandler, it wouldn't be a worse movie. Uh, no, I, <laughs> like imagine if Kylo Ren had been Adam Sandler, you'd be like, "This is the worst decision." But with this, you could have replaced him with literally anyone. You see, I I think it probably would have been worse just because hey. any film that features Adam Sandler as the main character, I take a point off. At this point, the well is exploding, the portal into space. Ace. The daughter is getting ripped apart uh, by the tornado of purple magic. And this guy is trying to escape. No, yeah, I don't remember that. All I remember is Kylo Ren and not Daphne Keene. Okay, I'm Ben, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm on ten percent battery. Yeah, right. And that's when we go back to the bonus round. Cage is back and he's bad and he's ready to kick some ass. Yes, you're dead, Nathan. So the hydrologist runs to the house, runs inside the house, and screams because. The main character Nick Cage was it Nathan? Yeah, no, it's Nick Nathan. Cage. Yeah, Nathan. Okay. the main character Nick Cage, Nathan Cage. has somehow returned to life and is doing a cage match fighting moves. Yeah, fucking pro wrestling, slamming him against doors to try yeah. escape. And he, in response, just barely gets out of there. The world is doing a pretty cool blurring effect, mm. which I think is like a time warp thing, but it looks like the paint is smearing on reality at the yeah. edges. Which I like that. I thought it was really cool the first time I saw it. I still think it's cool. Yeah. It does look a bit like something you could do cheaply in Photoshop. So <laughs> like with a built-in yeah. filter, but I think it was well done. Yeah. He escapes into the pre-established wine cellar, Chekhov's yep. wine cellar, uh, and everything above him is destroyed while Nick Cage tries to rip his way into the wine cellar above. Which him. is why I believe, yeah, he was dead and came back, but just as a husk, because he's animalistic and he's not human anymore I mean you hear the daughter's yeah. voice in there which makes me assume that she's been like assimilated at, the, at that point while all this is going on you kind of hear all the different motifs like you yeah. hear the whistle in there you hear the dog in there Yeah. I think you sort of everything is getting smushed mm. into one thing the theme of cancer all the cells have been jumbled together yes everything is jumbling up and the thing is devouring itself because it can't survive and yep. we cut to a pure white surface where a hand bursts out and our hydrologist has survived. Mm-hmm. Everything above ground has been fucking powderized. And he's standing in what is in the book called The Blasted Heath. Now that's yeah. something I've heard of in um, in media before. Yes. So what An is incredible the incredible on... amount of stuff is inspired by Lovecraft. Yeah, so what is the Blasted Heath in the book? In the book. So this is a this is quite rewritten. The narrator here being the hydrologist is also true in the book, but everything in the book is in retrospect. Right. So this all happens to the family. And the hydrologist learns the story while he's investigating the aquifer. Okay. Yes. So he goes to see the blasted teeth, find out what it is, and that is where it all happened, and where everything got destroyed. Okay. Yes. This whole movie, I found a list of them, is absolutely full of H.P. Lovecraft references on like 
every wall, <laughs> his shirt. So he canonically went to the Miskatonic University, yeah. which is a fictional university. They are in Arkham, which is, you've probably, if you're not a Lovecraft person, probably know Arkham from Arkham Asylum. Yeah. But that's named after Lovecraft's Arkham. Yeah. Um, just tons of stuff throughout. Uh, should I get the list or should I not bother? No, don't do the whole list. We're running yeah. kind of long at this point. Yes. Uh, but at this point, if you like Lovecraft, this thing is a bit of a love letter to it and also a pretty good adaptation and also just cool psychedelia sci-fi yeah. horror. Yeah. And at the very, very, very end of the movie, it's where it all comes back to young Sheldon. We get the narration of the hydrologist. These are his notes, his thoughts. Mm. He has aged about 20 years, years. grown a beard. And he they've got the dam. smoking, which he told someone else not to do. Yeah. And then flicks it in the dam. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's all contaminated anyway. Yes. So he doesn't care. It ends on the note of, yeah. I don't know how deep the water is above the where this happened, but I'm never going to drink it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's quite satisfying. And, and, yeah. And, and it proves so once for, for all that he is the protagonist. <laughs> yes. he, he's, he's the protagonist for so, tenet. Okay, Ben, oh. you don't know the pro, the hydrologist's name. How many out of one would you rate this movie? Uh, <laughs> can you name a single character? You can't say Nick. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, let oh, me. I shit. don't want to put this oh, in because no. that was just two in jokes um, in a row. Yeah, fine. Let me actually end the show like this. Ben, we've seen this movie. We've now showed you this movie. Yes. What do you think of this movie? Are you glad? I thought it was a good film. I'm glad I watched it. I wouldn't watch it again because it bummed me out a little bit seeing the mum and her youngest son merge together and then killed. I'm shrugging um, accusingly at you for the <laughs> context. I know you don't like... He's already explained yeah. earlier in the episode he doesn't like sort of depressing movies. But yeah. Just in the sense I, I won't like, re-watch them. I like depressing films if there's like a mystery to them or I don't know where they're going. If it's like one that I've seen before that I think if this is a bit depressing I probably won't watch it again. Get in the well. Oh. The HG well. I overdid that joke. Yeah. Right, so what movie should we watch next? We will find out next time. Because I don't want, because otherwise if we commit, we've got to commit. Yeah. So yeah. Let's not do that. Well, I was thinking we could get some Star Trek on one tab and some porn on the other. That's an in-joke. We can't finish on an in-joke. I oh. think we can finish on an in-joke. Yeah. I think we could finish mid-sent... <laughs>